Good morning, church. It is a blessing and an honor to be able to assemble together, together, to worship God. And, and Lord willing, that's going to happen next Sunday. But we are together because God is bigger than our physical presence. Uh, God is amazing. God is everywhere. Even God says, I feel the heavens and the earth. It is great to be here with you this morning. Let us go, please, together to God in a word of prayer. Our merciful and kind God, we praise your holy and divine name and thank you for your, for your blessings and for your grace, for your compassion and for your kindness, for your mercy, for your care and for your love. We ask, Lord God, that you will be with us in our worship service this morning, that we might praise and glorify your name, that we might honor you. We ask, Lord God, that you'll help us to remember Jesus and the amazing gift that was given to us and the amazing blessings that was brought down to us from heaven because of your grace and your mercy. Please be with us in our worship. Help us, forgive us, strengthen us, guide us, guard us, lead us, and direct us. In Jesus' holy and precious name we pray and thank you. It be thy will. Amen. I'm going to switch up a little bit this morning. John chapter 11 is where we're going. And I'm, I'm doing this because uh, a, a door is open and, and, I, and it's, it's, you know, I'm compelled. So here's one of those times where uh, the preacher goes up and he's compelled and he will not be uh, shackled by the PowerPoint um, and he's going to preach. And this morning I'm going to meddle just a little bit and it's going to offend many people, but I'm going to preach the Word of God because it's necessary and it's time. And we're not talking about Jesus as Lord this morning. I want to ask you to turn your Bible to John chapter 11 because there is a time and a place for every event that that exist under the heavens and on the earth. And right now, we have a time. And we are living in a time of chaos. We are living in a time of of strife. We are living in a time of hatred. We're living in a time of mind manipulation. And worse than all of that, we are living in a horrible political time. So today, I'm going to talk about your masks. You might say, well, preacher, you have an opinion about masks. I have no opinion about masks. I really don't care about the mask. The mask is nothing to me. The mask has become something that Satan has been using in the Lord's church. And it's destroying us. So we're going to talk about what's destroying us. It's the elephant that's in the room. I'm glad you're not here this morning. We have enough room for the elephant to be present. The mask. The mask. I, I you know, I... I have, a, I have a few of them. Some of them are, are fashionable. <laughs> Some, I mean, you know, I mean, think about it. The world made a, they made a lot of money off these things, right? And um, it's interesting, though, how when, when we don't like something, how quickly we can bring it into the church. Why? I'll tell you why. Because we can. Because we can. And we can divide the church, masks or no masks. What do we do? What do you think? I mean, I really don't care, but what do you think, masks or no masks? Well, it's not about what you think. It's really about what I think, isn't it? Because it's what I want, not what you want. Who cares what you want? I only care what I want. I don't want to wear a mask. I want to wear a mask. You need to wear a mask. I don't need to wear a mask. Why are we fighting about, why are we fighting over the, the mask? We were on vacation. My little grandkids, you know, we 
took the mask, we put it on their face. You have to wear this. And they said, okay. And they wore it. Got on the plane, long ride. So you have to wear this because they said, we have to, okay, they wore it. They didn't complain one time. Why not? There's something in the Bible that Jesus says, something like, um, if you become, unless you become like children. <laughs> they, John chapter 11, verse 47. There was, a, there was a problem because, see, Jesus was a problem. And the problem that Jesus was, it was such a big problem because he was stirring up, if you will, love and compassion and obedience to God. And so they said in verse 47, Therefore the chief priests and the Pharisees convened a council and were saying, What are we doing? For this man is performing many signs. Now common sense says to me, Yeah, what are we doing? This guy's doing stuff that can only come from God. But when you don't want something, you're not going to do it. You're not going to believe it. Even though it's right in your face. What are we going to do with Jesus? What are we going to do with Jesus? He is doing stuff that only God can do. And then they said something about the politics of the day. If we let him go on like this, all men will believe in him. And the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. Boy, those Romans were something else. Oh, wait a minute. It's not the Romans, church. Look at verse 47. Therefore, the chief priests and the Pharisees, we would call them our Christians today. It's the Christians who are having a problem with Jesus. I know you're saying, what does that have to do with mass? I'll get there in a moment. But a certain one, verse 49 of them, Caiaphas, who was a high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all, nor do you take into account that it is expedient for one that one man should die for the people the whole nation should not perish. What are we going to do with Jesus? We're going to kill him. Turn to Matthew 12. So Satan knows this. Satan knows that there can be opinions in the Lord's church. And if he can get that opinion to become publicized, and then you can bring in politics. And if you can divide, it's easy to divide the world. The world's already divided. You can divide the world. And then if you can get Christians to go along with some of the division, and then you bring it into the church, Satan knows this. I will destroy the Lord's church. He's pretty smart, isn't he? Listen to what Satan, uh, if you will, God says about Satan's activities. Verse 22. Then there was brought to him a demon-possessed man who was blind and dumb. And he healed him so that the dumb man spoke and saw. And all the multitudes were amazed and began to say, This man cannot be the son of David, can he? But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This man cast out demons only by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. And knowing their thoughts, he said to them, 
Any kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and any city or house divided against itself shall not stand. That's what Satan knows about the mask. Yeah, Satan knows this. If, if I can get these people to divide over this little thing right here, I win. Souls are going to be lost. All is well. The mask. You, you know what's amazing about right now? Right, you know this wasn't my sermon this morning, but there's a reason for it this morning. Everybody here tonight this morning knows why, what the reason was. Here's what Satan knows. If he can divide us, if he can turn us to a faith issue, you know, if you wear your mask, you have, you have no faith. If you don't wear your mask, you have all faith. Where is that in the book? If, if you wear your mask, you are, you are like, you know, you're giving in to the world and society. If you don't wear your mask, you know, as a, a doctor, he was going to perform surgery. And he comes in and he says, uh, you know, I'm going to perform a surgery on you, but I'm not, I'm not going to wash my hands. I'm not going to clean myself up. I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not going to wear the normal suits. I'm just going to just do this. You guys would say, well, wait a minute. I don't want, we wouldn't want that, would we? You know that the Valley Congregation is closed down? Eagle River closed down. Anchorage closed. And so many other congregations. Not because we want to be. We hate it. But because situations and circumstances that are beyond our control have taken place and it is what it is. What are you going to do about it? Right? I mean, brother, I think we're bigger than that. We're stronger than that. I went to the Lord 48 on, on, on my trip, and, and you know what happened on the trip? That, you know, you can imagine that there were some congregations that were meeting in, in person and some were not. And, and, and the ones that were, they had changed a lot of structure and everything had to change because... They wanted to meet. And, and brethren, here, here we are saying, here I am saying, I really don't want to preach to empty chairs. So how are we going to fix this? Well, we're, in reality, we can't because we're not in control. But God can. And if, if all I have to do is put on this, and that's, I mean, I don't know, is it going to help? When I go to the hospitals, I don't know, all the, the doctors and nurses have, before the pandemic, you know they wore masks. If, if they can do it, why can't I? So Brother Lawrence uh, spoke to us and he said, you know, I want you to remember something. The mask is not, is not, is not for me, it's for you. Right? I remember a sister, I was talking to her, and she, she told me, she's a nurse. She says, you know, I went into a store, and I had on my mask. I'd come off of a long shift. I'd been in the hospital around lots of COVID patients and other patients. And so I went to the store, and I wore my mask. And then somebody came into my face and started yelling at me in my face because I wore masks. She says, what are you doing? Who do you think you are? And she just started yelling at me and disrespecting me. And I said, don't you realize I'm not wearing this for me? I'm wearing this because if I, get, if I caught anything from someone else and I cough, or sneezes, you know, those germs are going to get on you and you may get sick. I'm wearing this for you. And then Dr. Lawrence told us the exact same thing. And then Satan said, you know what? Turn to Philippians, please, chapter 2. Satan said, you know what? I don't really care about other people. You never have to worry about, you only have to worry about yourself. That's it. That's what this world as sick as it has become, has become. And you know where it began? Let's be honest. Politics. 
You know that, right? It's the elephant in the room. We know where it began. How in the world has the church become affected so tremendously to where we will set aside Jesus for just a moment to have our own way? Whether we wear the mask or not, I really don't care. We're all going to die anyway. You don't have to get a second opinion on that. But here's what I do know. I do know the Bible says some things about the mask. It talks about personalities. It talks about our relationships with each other. And here's what it says. Maybe, maybe there's some who, maybe they don't have the same faith. What, what kind of faith? I don't know. The same faith as someone else. Maybe someone else has the faith that says, you know what? I'm terrified of this virus that's going on in our world today. And then some have the faith that say, you know, I really don't care about the virus. You know, God's in control. I don't know where your faith is, but it really doesn't matter, does it? What matters is what does Jesus say? So here's what Jesus says, Philippians chapter 2, by way of inspiration, beginning at verse 1. If there is any encouragement in Christ, if there is any consolation of love, if there is any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and compassion make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose, I do know this. If putting this thing on makes my brethren feel comfortable and happy, I can wear it for what, two hours? For my brother in Christ. And I'm okay with it. Because I can still, with a mask on, I can still bring forth encouragement. I can still bring forth consolation. I can still bring forth love. I can still bring forth compassion and affection. I can still do the work of God with a mask on my face. Verse 3 says, here's here's the mask one. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit. It's not about, y'all say it. Do I need to say it or can you say it? What'd you say? Amen. It is not about me. It is about God. It is about my brother in Christ. And God said, don't be selfish, church. So then, if the, if my brother in Christ comes in and he says to me, Brother Lawrence, and he says to me, Tony, you know, these are helping. And so you wearing this is really beneficial to keep the doors of the church open. I'm going to say, Brother, thank you for that information. And I'll don my mask. You know, like I used to do it in the military, we would don, seal, our protective mask, put it on. You know, right? Remember that? You, you Okay, and we put that thing on because... Because it protected me. And I had no problem putting it on. You've got nine seconds to put your mask on and clear it. And you've got another three seconds or so to put your hood on. And then you've got another minute. Or, I think you have four minutes to put your mop gear on. And I did that because of me. And I wore that thing in Texas. Because they said you've got to practice right in order to wear it right in a war. Can I do this for you? I will. I will. Let me tell you how how frustrating this is for me at worship. And and then I had to you know sit back and shut up because when I put this on, my glasses fog up. <laughs> and some of you have to wear glasses all the time. 
So then I was like, well, I can't complain about that. And I only have to wear my glasses for a few minutes just while I'm up here. I don't have to wear them any other time of the day. And then you know what else happens? I have on this microphone, and so this mask often gets tangled up in my microphone. And that's why I take it off before I get up here, because I can't get it off sometimes. It takes a little while. And I go, oh, it's so frustrating. But you know what? My brother in Christ is protected based on what the doctors say if I wear the mask. Because if I am asymptomatic, I won't get anyone else sick. It's just helpful. Is it perfect? Nope. Do I trust in it? Nope. But I trust in God. I know Brother Luke was a physician, wasn't he? Brother Luke traveled with the saints, and I'm sure they wouldn't have argued with him. So the Bible says, don't be selfish. Do nothing from selfishness. And verse 3, empty conceit. Listen, do nothing from selfishness and empty conceit, but with humility of... Oh, that might be the problem. <laughs> That's when I start making everything about me. Right? You know how many times I go all the t- I go often with... I mean, with humility of mind, let each of you regard... yourself as the most important thing on this earth. I'm trying to help. Whatever you do, make sure that your word, your feelings, your attitude, your mindset, make sure it's heard. Not what it says. It says, you make sure in your relationship with Christ that you regard your brother as more important than yourself. And you know what the beautiful thing about this mask is? Is the minute you leave the building, if you don't want to wear the mask, you can take it off. Don't let this keep you, oh wait, that's the next point, from worshiping God. Well, I'm never going to go in there if you wear a mask. You're going to let this thing... In, This is a... Okay, let me keep reading. Do nothing... Verse 4. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. It's really important. It's critical that you look out for other people. And this is when it counts the most, when, when you don't like it, because then it's a sacrifice. And so we are sacrificing for each other. To allow a mask to interfere in our worship to God will not get us into heaven. So now, at this point, when we see the, uh, when we see, I guess, dim- the demonstration of frustration and anger, and turn to Psalm, please, 34, uh, and, and we, we witness it and we see it, that tells you how bad, or how badly this thing has affected the Lord's church. Never allow the world to influence the kingdom. We are supposed to influence them. And I'll tell you something else too. When you're going out in the world and you see people that some, again, in the world, some are terrified of, of, of COVID and, and some, some are just, you know, have politicized COVID and whatever, wherever they are, the opportunity for us is not about, about me. It's about Christ. How can I, how can I teach them Jesus? How can I teach them Jesus? And if I were going to go to a Bible study and someone said to me, well, you cannot come in here without a mask on, I'm putting that mask on. And someone else might say, hey, we don't wear masks in our home. I'm taking that mask off. 
for the cause of Christ. How about you? Some have used this moment, this hour, to find many excuses to forsake God. Right? To forsake God. You know the question that's going on on the internet amongst the preachers over and over? You know we've been asking this question for years now, for the last year and a half, almost two years. When COVID is over, if it's ever over, when COVID is over, will you come back? You see what's happened? What's happened is this, this, this politicized uh, and, 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 and true virus. It's a virus. It's been politicized though, right? It's a virus. I looked, I looked on the viruses in the encyclopedia and none of them say Democrat or Republican on it. Right? That's not the definition of a virus, right? So how has this politicized virus affected the church? It's a virus. I don't want a cold much less a virus. Oh, by the way, I've had the virus. Didn't like it too much. Our responsibility as God's people is to seek peace. And to seek peace means you have to do something. Uh, Psalm uh, 34 and verse 14. The Bible says, depart from... Let me go back to verse 13. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. You see, our lips have something to do with seeking peace. Sometimes I have to shut up. You know, right? That's in my own home. You know, I, you, ever, you ever dug a ditch? You know, the husbands do that all the time, right? We start digging a ditch, you know, just stop, right? Maybe we ought to keep our opinions to ourselves. Maybe we ought to just ask ourselves the question, church. What's more important? The mask and the issues that it produces or Jesus? Church, the question, when the virus is over, if it's ever over, will you come back? Why, what would make that even a valid question? This is not the first pandemic that's ever hit the world. You know that. I've written about that in articles. You've read about it. You've studied it. You, you've been to school. You've learned about them in school. And you look at that. And you know, it, it's not until you become a child of God that you look at the response from the church during the virus and, and the pandemics throughout the world. And you know what the church has done? They've been instrumental. They've been helpful. And they've died for it. Literally. I don't know. Maybe this is a question of, of the soul. Has it? Could this possibly become a question of the soul? So now, I go to this uh, old bumper sticker that, you know, you, you've seen before. And it says, uh, what would Jesus do? You tell me. What would Jesus do? He didn't heal all diseases. Didn't heal all the lepers. Didn't take away all the sickness in the world. But he always looked for opportunities to declare the gospel name of the Father. He did not ever, ever bring division 
except when it came to the spiritual. Turn to Matthew chapter 10. When it comes to the spiritual. Brethren, we're not supposed to be divided. You know that. First Corinthians 12. You've read it. You know all about division. God says, don't be one who causes division. Division. Except when it comes to the soul. In the positive. In other words, I'll follow Jesus regardless of what's going on in my circle. I'll walk away from my inner circle as close as they might be just to follow Jesus. I will never walk away from Jesus. And yet this little thing right here has caused so many people to walk away from Jesus. Why? Because Satan has found an opportunity and he's taking advantage of it and it's dividing the souls. So I want you to think, in closing this lesson out, about this scripture, not in regards to the spiritual, not in regards to uh, souls, I want you to think about it in regards to the mask. This is not what Jesus is teaching. Verse 34. Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I came to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be the members of his household. Because I'm coming saying, some of y'all need to wear a mask, and some of y'all don't. That's not what Jesus is saying. He's talking about the soul. Don't let this affect your soul. It's just an inanimate object. It's a mask. And if wearing this mask grants to me the opportunity to bring others to Christ, to make my brethren who are uncomfortable because of the virus feel comfortable, to invite brethren who may not want to come back because people aren't wearing the mask, I'm going to wear this mask. And you know what I learned about wearing the mask? (laughs) It won't kill you. But walking away from Jesus will. So this morning, if you are not a child of God, we, we, we invite you to come to Christ, to surrender to Him in the waters of, of baptism. That door is open always from Jesus, from God. If you are a child of God and you are struggling with this, this mask, I, I beg you, I am pleading with you, stop. It's not worth your soul. And it's not worth the soul of those people who are staying away because we won't wear it. Or, and it's not worth the soul of those people who don't want to wear it. Let's just get along. Let's just be Christians. Let's just be like Jesus. The lesson is yours. God bless you. Thank you for your time.